So, Bria, it is a brand new year. It is. And for a brand new year, I think we deserve a brand new kind of intro. Oh, a new intro. What are we doing different? So, before, different? you've been telling me jokes. Yeah. Are we? So I'm. I'm gonna. I'll tell you a joke. Oh, I thought you were. It's a new year. I thought you were cutting the jokes, and I got really nervous. No, 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 no. I'm gonna keep the joke. I'm gonna keep the Perfect. joke. But this joke is particularly relevant. Okay. Hindsight is 2020. How did I not? Because we're in 2021 now. How did I not think that that would be your joke? <laughs> I don't know. That's my joke. I love it. All right. Well, as Paul already said, hello and welcome to 2021 and to Signal 25. I'm Bree. And I'm Paul. And I'm not going to do any more jokes. That was that was a bit. Oh, that's a bummer. Sorry. Well, oh well. I'll do I'll do more jokes if if they come to me and are obvious. But I heard that one and I was like, I that one is real good. It was a really good joke. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. Thank you. Like now you've like upped my game and like right because the the joke bar was set so high previously. I felt like it was. I mean, out of all the things I do for this podcast, I feel like finding a joke consumes the most amount of hours of my week. That's a little sad to be <laughs> honest. I mean, Instagram posts I can bust out in like an hour, but a joke. How long does it take you to Google? <laughs> Bad jokes. Well, first I have to think of the topic, and then we have to pick an oh, okay. episode topic, and then I have to filter jokes that are not inappropriate for that topic. You need to just have, like, a compendium, like a list uh, of jokes. Yeah. See, I've considered that several times. So maybe that's one of my resolutions this year, is to make a joke list. And then you could write a book. You could write a joke book. Oh my god, I could write a joke book, the Signal 25 joke book. That's a terrible idea. Do not do that. Okay, I won't do that. Didn't want to anyway. Well, instead of making bad jokes, <laughs> let's talk about the news. Oh, not bad news, hopefully. No, in general, actually, this this news is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, park hopping is back, which is, depending on who you ask, good news. Yeah, and it's back in a different way than they like thought it would be. Because at first, no one was really sure if it would be like, like, oh, you can just go to one park, then another park. But no, it's all four parks. Once you scan into a park that is your quote-unquote home park for the day um, and then you have to stay in that park until 2 p.m. and then after 2 p.m. you are free to move about other parks based on capacity. To be clear, you do not have to stay at the park until 2 o'clock. No. You are welcome to leave before 2 o'clock. You just can't enter another park until 2 o'clock. You can only go in. But following 2 o'clock, you can enter, like you could go into Epcot and get lunch, late lunch, and then go over to Animal Kingdom or whatever. Yeah. Wow. What I would not do to have late lunch at epcot one thing i do want to note that i had someone point out to me this week about the reservations is that for rise of the resistance to get your boarding pass hollywood studios has to be your home park so that's the park you have to be in in the morning regardless if there are boarding passes like available later in the day you have to have your reservation for that park to get the boarding pass so that i think is actually a really interesting kind of scheduling issue totally. question i guess because a lot of people would just book if they didn't do this a lot of people would just book hollywood studios without really the intention of going there and not riding rise mm -hmm. and then if they didn't get a boarding group they'd be like all right well whatever let's go to animal kingdom let's go to epcot whatever right but with this they're actually forced to stay and do stuff at hollywood studios and i can't decide if that's a good decision or a bad decision I yeah don't i don't know i 
personally don't know if I could fill an entire morning till two o'clock at Hollywood Studios in current capacity. Yeah, you probably could with Galaxy's Edge now and Toy Story Land. And like, I, I think I think that there's enough to do until two o'clock. You're right. Before, when there was no Toy Story Land, when there was no Galaxy's Edge, you definitely would struggle to fill a whole day. But remember, there's like five new rides have opened since 2018. Mickey and Minnie, the two Star Wars, the two Toy Story. Well, my whole point with that was just that it's such a low capacity right now that wait times are so low that I feel like you could just blow through the rides and then have nothing to do. That was more of the idea rather than like... That's true. Not enough to do. And there's no do. shows. Yeah. So there's nothing to eat. Well, That's true. Frozen's back. Frozen's back? I'm pretty sure... If I'm pretty sure Frozen is one of the only shows open on property. All right. But other, but still, Frozen. Yeah, that's not a long show. No, and there's no meet and greets, and there's no. Right. And only, what, two restaurants, I think, of the whole park are open? Maybe three. What? what? Well, yeah. Um, indoor dining, like, not all indoor dining's open. And not all quick service is open. As far as I know. What? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Well, it's just like in Magic Kingdom. Hold on. How Casey's Corner is still closed. Yeah, I know, but that's Casey's Corner. That bothers me a lot less. Oh, okay. But yeah, I felt like most restaurants aren't open. Or if they're open, they're open in different ways and limited capacity. So it's like good luck even eating at them. Primetime, commissary. No, everything's open. Oh, I was going to say because Baseline was closed for a while. It just reopened. Maybe they're all, all open now. I don't know. I don't know if the cantina is open. I actually don't know. It appears to be. Oh. Even Pizza Rizzo is open. Come on. Well, to be fair, when the parks first reopened, a lot wasn't open. And since I am not actively there, not actively going, I just assumed. Yeah, that's fair. That a lot still wasn't open. Yeah, that's true. But and around here, anyway, there's like no restaurants are open for indoor dining. So I, so I think it's like a disconnect of wait. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of disconnect, Magic Bands. That's pretty pretty good transition. Thank you. Magic Bands are not going to be disconnected from your account. They're still going to work. Yeah, so Magic Bands are being replaced with a smartphone app feature, but we both agree that replaced is a very strong word. Yeah, the, the replacement will be optional, at least at the beginning. I'm, I'm sure eventually it will become a mandatory thing, but I would say for the next mm, three to five years at the very least, Magic Bands will continue to be supported, um, at least in a minor way. Yeah. It's... There's no extra cost, really, to keeping them around. Um, they're not going to go through and upgrade all of everything again. No. That was like a billion dollars that they spent doing that. That was so, ridiculous. Uh, I'm sure they're going to keep all of the infrastructure that they had previously for that. Totally. I'm thinking, though, if they do anything with the Magic Bands, the only reason that they would get rid of them is if they don't fully bring FastPass back and or if they just don't bring FastPass back at all. Yeah, but Magic Bands aren't even really mostly a fast pass thing. Like, that's what you and I use them for the most. Yeah. But really their benefit is it's a room key, it's a pool key, it's a park ticket, and it's a credit card. Right, which I'm not going to lie. Like, the few times I've stayed at Disney Resorts with Magic Bands, like, I definitely use and abuse the credit card function of it. <laughs> like, you know, it's basically free money for the days of your stay and then you're like oh wait i actually have to pay for that um but i mean yeah but if they replace it with the app like the and like the funny thing to me is though is that the most inconvenient thing about replacing it with the app 
would be fast passes. Yeah. Have you done? You've done Max Pass at Disneyland, uh-huh. though. It's not that inconvenient. Well, because I guess I don't know how it's going to work. Because if it's NFC the same way that Magic Bands are, uh-huh. I don't know if Magic Bands are. I don't know what technology they use, but uh-huh. I believe it's basically the same thing that's in your phone. Right. Um, for you know, there are lots of phones. Certainly not all of them. Um, you know, you use Apple Pay or Google Pay or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, especially on an iPhone, I don't know if you can access that as a developer. I think you can now. But if not, then it's probably just going to be scanning QR codes. Like um, Disneyland. Like Disneyland, Which would involve upgrading everything that they already spent all the money to upgrade. Well, technically they already have iPads at all of the... uh... You and I both know those iPads are the most unreliable jokes of Disney. They don't work. It's not even. It's not the iPad's fault. No. It's the yeah. It's the the tech behind whatever software they're using. Yeah. Which is weird because it's so easy to whatever. Whatever, um, but yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see, especially how COVID's changed this, because I know that they are trying to keep it as contactless as possible, and it probably will stay that way for the next year, at least year and a half, is of keeping it contactless. So it's gonna be interesting to see like how much more they can remove touch from the parks. And that's interesting because that was kind of the point behind Magic Bands, right? Is right. You're not making cash transactions. You're not swiping any cards. You're just tapping your your band to the uh, to the reader. I don't know. They're also waterproof, so you can wear them to the water park, which I think is awesome. I think but it's that's not neither here nor there. We'll do a whole episode of Magic Bands eventually. I'm sure we will. That's also the reason you like them for the pool too. I mean, I don't know if I really like that. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's nice because you don't have to bring your phone or anything because you can just bring your magic band yeah. to the pool. Right. So, yeah, we'll see. I did have a lot of people tap their, like, actual watch instead of the magic band because they had them on opposite wrists. All the time. Uh, and I, if they were wearing a smartwatch or, like, a Fitbit, I would always say, not yet, but maybe eventually. So, oh, maybe eventually. I know. It's like, it was such a joke on our program, but now it's like, wait, like, what if you just have the app on your, like, on your Apple Watch? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, I have a lot more opinions, but I think I'll save them for our our, our Fitbit episode. Literally looking at my Fitbit, our Fitbit episode, my <laughs> our magic Fitbit our episode. Fitbit episode. Uh, welcome everyone to our Fitbit episode. <laughs> it's a new year, so we're making some resolutions. Ooh. It's the Fitbit episode. Better get our steps in for the rest of it. Speaking of getting our steps in, you could walk to Disney World if you live in Florida and pay less money. Because Discover Disney tickets are back. Oh, I know. I was wondering when these would come back. Like, beginning of the pandemic, I thought this would be the first thing they would sell to try to entice people to come. So I'm amazed. I'm surprised that they weren't. I thought that this was all that they were selling. Totally. what I just kind of assumed. That, that is also what I assumed and was disappointed by. But <laughs> here we are. They're back. Um, they're really cheap, too. I was, like, looking and, like... It's like a three-day park hopper is like 200 bucks or something. <laughs> I'm like, wow, the one time I might kind of wish I lived in Florida. Maybe still not. Just a reminder, you would still be living in Florida if you lived in Florida. Right. That is something I don't consider a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, so super cheap. So if you listen to us in Florida and you feel comfortable going to Disney in the pandemic, uh, you... And don't have an annual pass? <laughs> hmm. You can go for super cheap. Well, to be completely <laughs> fair, they weren't selling annual passes. And if you let yours right. last, like, not if you let yours lapse, then, like, you couldn't re- buy another one. 
So I feel like this is who they're targeting as people who let them yeah. lap. But also, people who let them lapse, like, they should, like, during the shutdown period would still have days on Okay, Paul, Paul's Don't waving me it. off. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Well, speaking of things, that, they just need people. They just yeah. Speaking of people and things that make me now want to gag after the year of twenty twenty, um, social distancing has ended on rides, and I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. So just to be clear. No, yeah, no, I have no excuses. This is bad. This is bad. Like, I know that they have the dividers, like plastic dividers, and I know that they're a lot stricter about masks, but also... They also have, uh, I think, like, if you were in, you know, if you were a solo rider on Thunder Mountain, you would be in a row by yourself. Right. But that's not good enough. No, like, even having every other row filled was still kind of gross, um, but now, uh, like baby side tangent, I saw some photos from Universal today and the amount of people there just made me like need to hit my head against something really hard. <laughs> yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize like 40% or whatever, 35%, 35% capacity yeah. is a pretty average day. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an- like if Disney hits capacity, it is packed like it is absolutely slammed right on an average april day epcot only sits at like 25 to 45 percent like it it's not a full park right so when they're like oh 35 percent and disney's like well no we're keeping it at 30 and i'm like come on guys guys (laughs) so that's really stressful um to me personally, for cast members, like I feel like that's really stressful because that means more people in queues, more people waiting to board. Like I just, I feel like I'm really stressed for the cast members. Like, yes, that's their choice, but cast members don't have a choice. And now you're putting all those more, like now you're putting all those people with them, and it's I don't know, that's really stressful to me. Yeah, especially because all of these people not only are presumably on vacation, so they're stupid <laughs> because they're. <laughs> not they're stupid for being on vacation they are but that's not my point oh, i mean my point is that when you are on vacation you are stupid because vacation brain yeah uh but also they now have to learn all of these new rules and protocols and stuff that nobody really knows and we're still kind of figuring out testing trying that sucks it sucks and this is just my official statement and i don't speak for the podcast but i'm speaking for myself and if paul agrees with me then i'm speaking for the podcast but please just stay home like, Disney will be there post-pandemic. Y- you don't need to wear a mask and be crowded into cars of a roller coaster. Yes, Paul? You, you do You do need to wear a mask. Do wear a mask. Yes. Did I but say- don't go to Disney. Ple- yes. No, I agree with you. But, but oh, you, well, the way I phrased it. Just the way it. that you phrased mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kay. You do need to wear a mask. You must always wear a mask. Every time your foot steps out of your front door... There should be a mask on your face. All right. So uh, this is your official statement. I'd like to to uh, ask ask some questions. Uh, hi, it's me, Paul from the Signal Twenty Five Gazette. Yes. Hello. <laughs> hi. Um, what if people don't? What if people want to go to Disney? Then obviously they care more about their wants and desires than the three hundred fifty thousand plus people who have died from a pandemic. Boom. Roasted. Thank you very much. <laughs> and. Away from that, let's talk about something we're really excited about that's not pandemic-related. That's right. New content is actually coming to Disney+, Plus, and it's not The Mandalorian this time, guys. <gasps> something you'd actually want to watch 
that does not involve Baby Yoda. Oh, I was about to say, like, are you implying people don't want to watch The Mandalorian? No, 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 no. But, like, let's be real here. The reason people subscribed to Disney Plus was The Mandalorian and then Hamilton and then The Mandalorian again. Yeah. But starting a week from today, hopefully, as this comes out, mm-hmm. I hope. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's, it's still a stressful week, so. We begin WandaVision, which has presumably eight or nine episodes. No one's really sure. But cool. if it is nine episodes and they come out once a week, then we have one episode a week, which leads to the following Friday is when Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts, yes. which I believe is then eight more weeks and then Loki starts. <laughs> um, so we may get at least until Loki starts or sorry, until Loki is done, we may have a new episode of a Marvel show every week. Until the end of the year. Starting next week. Potentially until the end of the year, right. Because I think Miss Marvel, I think, is one coming in the fall. And then also, speaking of The Mandalorian, in early December, The Book of Boba Fett, a spinoff show. Not season three itself, which I was confused about. I was also totally confused about that. Which, it's a bummer, because, like, looking forward to season three, but... But but also, there will be a season three of The Mandalorian. Yeah, no, 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 I know. I just, I was thinking that it was going to come out in the same year as season two, and I almost had just like an excitement meltdown, but then I realized it was Boba Fett, and I said, okay, I mean, that's cool, but not as cool. It may still end up coming out on Christmas. I doubt it, but it's possible. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how much recording gets, uh, we'll see how much um, filming gets done this year. Remember, they're all in the, a lot of it's in the volume, so. True. Presumably, you can do most of that without uh, traveling. Exactly. Cool. Speaking of traveling, let's travel to Mexico, but not actually, because this is a Disney podcast, so we'll travel to the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot. And also, please stop going to Mexico. And also, yeah, don't go to Mexico. <laughs> um, where we've lost... But don't go to Epcot either, no. so... Yeah. <laughs> we've lost a hero Stay this home. year. Um, it's, it's an early tragedy in 2021. Um, in the world of animatronics... We have lost Donald Duck. Now, we don't know if his animatronic is, like, broken or just done, but, like, it's gone. And there is an actual memoriam for Donald Duck on the Grand Fiesta Tour ride. What does it say? It, I think it's just, like, a stick with flowers and, like, a sombrero. But... Oh, yeah. It is what it look, Yeah, it does look like a grave. It looks like a grave, and... I do remember a few days ago, I think one of the heads fell off of an animatronic. So what I'm hearing is they need to redo this attraction. Man, if only they had a great Mexican-themed IP that would be very good for a dark ride. Something with, you know, skeletons or singing or something like that. I don't know. And a lot of lights and, like, lanterns. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be fun. Hmm. They could call it caca. Nope, you can't call it that. I'm pretty sure that is poop in Spanish. It is. So don't call it that. Yeah, they shouldn't call it that. Whatever. They can come up with something better. But, yeah, I I mean, I feel like the animatronics have been garbage since they did their own world tour. Do you remember that? What? Where the animatronics no. oh, yes. were, like, sent yes. around the world. Wait, no. What? Yeah, the Grand Fiesta Tour animatronics were, like, sent on a Grand Fiesta Tour. Why? When? I, it was like a couple years ago. I remember learning about it on our college program on during Discovery Day. 
For those of you who don't know, Discovery Day is where you go and you learn about the park as a new baby cast member. Also called Cult Initiation Part 2. Yeah. Oh. Hollywood Studios is called On With The Show. Yeah, it is. I've done both and Hollywood Studios is much more fun. Epcot's is only fun because you go before, like, before World Showcase opens and you get to take the boat over to Empty World Showcase and, like, walk around, which is really cool. But every single thing I learned on Discovery Day was something I already knew about Epcot. And I don't know if that's just because I'm a giant Epcot nerd or because the facts aren't very fun or both. We got to go on Great Movie Ride, which means that I got to give a lot of people shows for uh, On With The Show. Do you know what I got to do for my On With The Show since I did it in 2018? Test track. On With The Show. I don't know. Oh, On With The Show. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Probably friggin' Star Tours. Muppets. Oof. Muppet Vision. I said why and they're like well because we have some people who are sensitive and we can't do like movement rides and in 2018 as we well know that was the summer that everything was closed except for the yeah high motion rides so therefore it was muppets right i mean yeah it kind of has to be because it can't be a simulator it certainly can't be a roller coaster well not rock and roller coaster anyway can't be tower can't be tower it can't be toy story because it's too crowded mm-hmm. and also might have been closed it was closed it was open when i did on with the show but it's also considered a simulator and it spins oh yeah so yeah whoops yeah also while it was closed there were no attractions at hollywood studios that did not have height restrictions because didn't it close for a few days before toy story well yeah but muppets is a show i don't know how we got on that topic but anyway yeah uh the donald animatronics gun rest in peace rest in peace Paul, I got a question from one of our listeners this week. I thought we could do this instead of fake ads this week, which I just wanted to make clear to every single person listening that they are entirely fake. I don't actually think this is a problem, but according to our (laughs) analytics, and we have so few listeners that we can actually look at this Mm -hmm. uh, and say confidently that it does appear that in the middle, roughly where the fake ads take place, there does appear to be a... not insignificant proportion of people who stop listening at that point so please know they are not real advertisements we make them up on the fly anyway anyways um they wanted to know how long did it take us to come up with the name signal 25 how long did we actually think about it yeah like or how long i mean obviously they didn't go into like detail they just asked how long does it take but my guess would be like from concept birth of hey we should do a podcast oh many years <laughs> many years many years the actual name of signal 25 i mean i remember it happening we were at dinner and you were like you know what would be a great podcast name and that's how i remember. I think i texted it to you i'm pretty sure i texted Did it you to you text it to me i remember thai food <laughs> there was thai food involved later yeah it was okay that was later then but anyway, but yeah, yeah. So I give Paul. It was a long time ago. hundred percent credit for that, for our name. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I give Paul like ninety five percent of credit for the whole podcast thing. I literally, he is like the actual machine of the podcast and like creating the idea and everything. I'm just like the fire that like forced ah. us to do it. Hey. <laughs> um, but I'm glad we do, and I hope you guys are glad but we also, do. Also. If you're listening and you are not Jack or Lauren, you probably heard about the podcast from Bree. So thanks, Bree. Oh, you're welcome. Um, yeah, I don't or think... Or at least due to her hard work. I don't think that I've had a conversation with someone not my family in the last six months that has not mentioned my podcast. 
our podcast. But, you know, you got to sell it. But yes. Well, anyway, Brie, it's 2021 now. It is 2021 now. You know what that means. I don't. I mean, it means a lot of things. It means that we are now entering the The future. future. The future. And then I'll add, I'll add cool, like, echoey. Future, future, future. So what's that mean? Well, no one really knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people try to come up with ideas for new rides. Right. Think about what does the future of attractions look like? But I don't care about that. That's boring. That's old. We've done that. Everyone's done that. Well, I mean, we haven't done that. But everyone else has done that. We don't need to do it. We're just noise. And if you listened last week, you found out that particularly we don't really care about attractions that much when we talk about Disney. No. <laughs> So instead of talking about that stuff that a bunch of people have talked about, let's discuss what do we think the future future. of dining and retail in particular and theming, whatever else, Mm -hmm. what does that look like in Disney parks in particular? Well, I just kind of want to jump off the deep end real fast. And um, I'm just going to go all in on something that I would like to see that I think would be cool to see. Just hear me out before you get... All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So you know how there's Rainforest Cafe in Animal Kingdom? Yes. Have you been in it? No, but you're not off to a good start. Perfect. So you know how when you go to um, Rainforest Cafe, there's like... Like, obviously, you've been to one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just not that one. Right, right. That one's super extra special because it's like twice as big and has like twice as many things in it. So like animatronics and fish tanks and there's a fish tunnel. Yeah. So... What if there was a restaurant in the middle of an animal exhibit in Animal Kingdom and or like the otter exhibit where you can go under like underground kind of and like the otters are like there. What if there was like a restaurant like that and or like they replaced Rainforest Cafe with a new underwater animal exhibit or like fish or something and you could like dine in the middle and all around you would be animals and like fish and stuff. All right. I have two problems. Okay. I probably don't have solutions. One by land and one by sea. Okay. <laughs> my, my, I'll start with my sea problem, uh-huh. which is that restaurant already exists. It's called the Coral Reef. Oh my god, maybe that's where... <laughs> that might be where my idea came from. <laughs> probably. Okay. Um, my second problem, less, uh, less obvious. Um, if you were to stick a restaurant in the middle of wild animals Mm -hmm. even if you were completely safe Mm -hmm. it would feel a little bit like you were being left out as food for the wild animals i mean i'm okay with that and or you would be taunting the animals with the food Mm, i see what you like hey pig sucks to be you i'm eating ham oh okay so not off to a great start um but i like the idea of 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 more integrated theming well Right. Because here's where my idea came from for the animal part of it, not the fish part of it definitely was like backlog memory of Coral Reef, even though I've never been. But like the ideas. I haven't either. There. Um, Because when you do the Wild Africa Trek at Animal Kingdom, it's a behind the scenes tour. For those of you who don't know, you get to go behind the scenes of Safari. Um, It's expensive, but cool. You get to eat on the savannah. Like there is like. I don't remember what it's called now, but there's a house out there. You can see it when you're on Kilimanjaro Safaris and you get to sit out there and eat and like watch the animals and stuff. I think that'd be way cool to have be a normal thing as opposed to just a private tour thing. Like obviously it'd be a more expensive restaurant and obviously like 
you would have to like make hella reservations for it. But I think it'd be really cool to like yeah have more integrated what's the, restaurants. Or like what's the what's the restaurant uh by the entrance to Pandora? Oh, um Tiffins. Tiffin Oh, Tiffins is so expensive. But like if you had like Tiffins, except instead of looking over the bridge to Pandora, you were out looking over the savannah or whatever. Right. That's kind of what my thought process was. I guess I guess it's different if you're looking out over it as not like surrounded in the middle of it. Yeah. And I think that's more what I mean when I say in the middle of it. I don't necessarily mean like in the middle of it. I mean like you're there and it feels like you're in it like and that's something I love about Animal Kingdom is so often you don't feel like you're in a theme park. You feel like you are genuinely in a different like location. And that would just be really cool to represent in dining more accessibly. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Cool. I will go over to the retail side of things real quick. Please do. So first of all, we have an Amazon Go grocery store. We do. Uh, it's, it's kind of near us. So I, I've been to it. I did it. For those of you who do not know what Amazon Go is, I don't blame you. It's pretty niche. Basically, it's a grocery store, except instead of paying money, well, I mean, you do pay money, but instead of like using your card or cash or checking out in any way, you just pick up the stuff and leave and it uses facial recognition and such to figure out what you bought. And it is creepy as hell. <laughs> insanely creepy. But also really cool. <laughs> like, it it's is, really neat. It is really cool. I'm highly looking forward to going soon. Like, I, I want to try it so bad. Now, I foresee a few problems with this for Disney. Okay. Surprisingly, none of which have to do with the kind of creepiness of it. Oh, I was going to say, like, do any of them have to do with magic bands? Not creepiness at all. <laughs> well, I mean, in some ways, in, in that... The way Amazon Go works is you have to scan your phone for each person in your party. So, like, I went with Lauren and I had to scan her in with my app, which isn't a big deal. No. But that means that they have to, like, you know, have, have like, a gate, basically, at the entrance. And that j does not work for a Disney gift shop. No. I think you can fix that by just having, like, a park-wide version. And it just scans your face as you enter the park. Well, I mean, they already do. First of all, they do that in Disneyland already well they take a picture of you yeah yeah so same idea but you can be, you could be a lot more subtle about it in in orlando like as they tap you're tapping in it have it when you already scan whatever. your fingers so there's no way they're not scanning your face at the entrance anyway there's probably things we that's don't even know <laughs> that's probably true so i think that that is something you'd have to figure out but i wouldn't say an issue mm -hmm. a bigger issue for me would be kids and in particular kids stealing stuff because yeah. let's be honest it almost certainly happens a lot. Oh, all the time. And and on accident, I would imagine most of the time, they just don't realize that like, oh, I can't just take this. I have accidentally stolen from Disney before, but that's another podcast episode story. Okay. <laughs> um, But I don't know how you like, you know, oh, a kid grabs a Tigger and, you know, runs out with it. And then you're like, oh, no, don't no, put that back. And like, at what point do you own it? At what point do you not own it? Well, if you just hug the Tigger for a day for the day and then put it back, how does that work? Right. Um, I do have a solution, a mini solution for you. It doesn't solve all of your questions. Okay. But hypothetically, let's say you scan it at the gate and let's say that you consider um, Disney World to just be one big quote unquote Amazon Go. 
So once you've scanned in for the day, you are just in the gate. And there is... Obviously, there's... Well, the problem I'm having with it is, does that mean that Disney would have to go cashless? Because so many people use cash. Yeah, I think it probably would. That's a good point. Okay, but let's let's take that out of the equation for a minute. Let's assume okay. they do go okay. cas- cashless. I mean, we're in the future, the future already, already, right? Right, so exactly. clearly no one is using antiquated paper <laughs> or metal for their transactions. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I would like to note, though, there's a copy stand by Jack's house that only accepts cash, and it blew my mind the first time I went. Anyway, assume that there's no cash because we're in the future. The future. You walk in, you scan your finger, you scan your ticket, phone, magic band, whatever it is at that point or the chip in your arm you know like <laughs> whatever it is your face automatically gets scanned when you walk in the park just much like amazon go and then when you're in the stores and you're grabbing things all of the tags have riffs on them or chips or something so that even if you tried to like stuff something subtly in your backpack when you're walking out of the gate at night it's basically like grocery store security so you'll have a number of items that has been tracked on your account all day and i assume that they'd have to have people at the exit checking bags well i mean that's what, so what you were currently describing is amazon go and they don't even need the trackers okay my problem is not what if people steal okay my problem is what if children accidentally steal and also what if you were to take say a bubble wand mm-hmm. play with it all day run out the bubble juice and then go put it back at what point did you purchase that bubble wand I mean, I feel like there'd have to be clauses. Like, if you hold on to an item for longer than, like, 30 minutes, it is now your item. And you're responsible I, I agree. for it. I agree with you, but I don't know how you convey that to guests. I mean, there's a lot of things that they convey that they don't actually convey to guests. Like, maybe we can assume guests have gotten smarter in the future, or... <laughs> no, no, that's not gonna happen. No, and or... They could also maybe come up with a section of, I just want to play with it. And so you just pay to play with it. So like you pay like six bucks and you just get to use it for the day or whatever. So more like a rental program for things as opposed to like you have to purchase this and take it home. Like kid, like balloons or bubble wands. You know, renting stuff Mm -hmm. is actually a really good idea. (laughs) Thank you. Like, obviously not, like, stuffed animals or t-shirts. Yeah. But, like, a bubble wand. Ears. A glow bracelet. Ears are a little gross. Ears are a little gross until I think about bowling alleys and shoes, and then I'm like, ears aren't so gross anymore. Yeah, but lice. Mm, true. But, yeah, but, like, bubble wands and such. Lightsabers. I think you just said that, yeah? Yeah, I was I was thinking, like, the glowy, the various glow stuff that they do for fireworks but yeah lightsabers too um and also photo Actually, i don't know if you're allowed to bring in lightsabers in studios you are well like you can't bring them in but they sell them right or anyway. in studios photo props that you can rent it's an extra like five bucks and you get a hold of lightsaber and a photo hmm. yeah that's a good idea like a nice lightsaber like a nice lightsaber or a droid yeah yeah although at that point though i feel like they just do it digitally right I mean, they already have that technology. I mean, they do have that technology, but if you wanted more realistic looking stuff. Yeah. Although here's a fun fact. I believe all of those are placed by hand. Are they? No, they... I, I don't think... They are. I don't think it's AI. I'm pretty sure they're all placed... I mean, not by hand, right? But all of those like digital things that they project on top, mm-hmm. they have someone looking at it and going, 
here, 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 here. That would be the worst, so most boring it, job. It is, I know. I. <laughs> those are the jobs that they give to people who are, like, injured. Yeah. Or, you know, pregnant or something. I had a friend that was injured, and she had to go on, like, work injury, and her entire job was folding napkins. I had a friend who hurt her back, and her job was either collecting or cleaning the Star Tours glasses. The worst. I mean, someone has to do it, so it makes sense, but the worst. One last thing in the future. Okay. And here we will go a little bit into kind of armchair imagineering. Heck yeah. All right, you ready? I'm so ready. What intellectual property, either that Disney currently owns or could potentially acquire, Mm -hmm. do we want to see an entire land based off of? And now when you say an entire land, do you mean something like Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land? Or do you mean like an entire new park? No, no, no. I mean a land. I'm talking, you know, Pandora, Galaxy's Edge, Toy Story. And then in addition, what is a kind of land that they should add that is not based around an intellectual property? So like Frontierland or something like that. Exactly. Okay. It can have intellectual property in it, of course, right. and it will because it's Disney, but not one of these super elaborately themed. So my idea for a non-themed one, and this is not new, mm-hmm. not a new idea. I think they should ditch Dino Land, and it should be Australia. Interesting choice, wanting to put Australia in Animal Kingdom instead of Epcot. Well, the, but the problem is uh, Animal Kingdom already has... An Asia area, a Africa area, right? Lots of its areas are named after, are, are based on real places. And then right. there's Dino Land, which is just a crappy carnival. Well, I don't disagree with you, but then there's Pandora, which isn't real. Yeah, but also... How would you explain Dinosaur, though? That's my only... Oh, I would... Easy, easy. I would retheme it to be an Indiana Jones attraction. Yeah, okay. I'll take it. Because it already is one, it right? Is. It's exactly it's the same layout. The as, same as... track. Yeah. Fun fact: it's the same track, but backwards. Hmm. So the way the cars cross go the opposite way. Oh, like mirrored. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, mirrored, not backwards. Then Indiana Jones. Got it. Got it. But... Never thought about it. I didn't either until I rode them in the same weekend, and then when I went on them, I went, "Wait a second, this is opposite." <laughs> no. Okay. I've got my IP land. I don't got my... Okay. Well, maybe we'll just do... We'll each do one then. Okay. I mean, I have an Epcot pavilion I want to see, but I don't know if that counts as... All right. Well, all right. Well, give me give me your IP land. Okay. So I'm going to get a big amount of hate for this. Uh-oh. But let me... Exp- Please don't say Song of the South. No. God. Paul, I'm not racist. Right. <laughs> anyway. Arendelle. We're getting one. What? In Hong Kong... Or in uh, Paris. Oh, that's and Maybe right. Hong Kong too, actually. Okay. But... Hear me out on this, though. A full Arendelle where it can snope daily. Okay. It would snow every day. That's the whole, that's all it does? It just snows? I mean, there'd be like animatronic, like Olaf, and like he'd be various places throughout the land to make it seem like he's going different places. Obviously, he's not. Um, But if it's the future, future. maybe it could be like a little hologram. That would be cute, too. So where is this in the Frozen timeline? Between movies. Like Frozen Celebration. Okay. Yes, that works out. That's fine. Yeah. And then during Christmas time, you could have like the ice sculpture, the kittens. And then they can and they can ring the bell. They can ring the ceremonial bell. It would snow all the time. It'd be magical. Okay. What what kind of rides 
by the way, the correct answer here is, of course, the Wandering Oaken roller coaster that I think that they're actually making, which I'm pretty sure is just a clone of Seven Dwarves. I think But that's is. fine. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I thought about that. I also thought about something similar to the new Beauty and the Beast ride in Tokyo, except for having yeah. you in a sleigh with Sven pulling it. One problem with that, though, there is already a frozen dark ride. But maybe we could get a different, better ride for Norway. No, I'm see, I'm fine with that. Oh, okay. But also, Frozen Ever After is actually really good. It is really good, but I don't like how wet you get. And the first time I, I went backward, I cried a little bit. I was not ready. I was because I remember freaking out going on Maelstrom. <laughs> Going, oh my gosh, this is going to go backwards and there's waterfalls and I'm going to go backwards over a waterfall. I am so scared. And then I went on and I was like, oh, that's it? Yeah, that I didn't know at all. Waterfall? I mean, I guess. <laughs> See, I never went on Maelstrom. So like, oh, well, Frozen Ever After was my first time and I was scared. <laughs> but it's okay because Elsa was serenading you. That's true. It made it a lot better. You could also have a game, much like Toy Story Mania, where you shoot snowballs Yep, instead that of seems t- like the obvious choice. Instead of toys. Or, or, alternatively, those little snow blob dudes. Yeah. Oh, and they can sell those too, because of course they will. Of course they will. At, at the store, which is called Wandering Oaken Street and Post. Obviously. Obviously. And spa. Uh, and spa. Oh, you could... They isn't, could that what it, isn't that what it, They could do princess yeah. makeovers there. Sure. Um, I really want to circle back to your Australia thing for a hot second, now that I've had a moment okay. to ponder that. What would be in it? Animals. Koalas? Sure. Kangaroos. They already have kangaroos in Animal Kingdom. Where? In the in the middle part. There's kangaroos. They hang out On back. Discovery Island? Yeah, they hang out back yeah. behind the Tree of Life. Well, then they could move over to Australia. They could because they don't seem very happy there. They're probably not. No, probably not. And then also we would get one more ride there and it would be a good one. Oh, okay. That I have definitely thought of before this sentence is over, which is right now. I've got one for you. Great. Go for it, Perfect. please. So it kind of be similar to Soren, except okay. for the fact that uh, paragliding or the things where you like lay down and jump off cliffs is really big uh, in yeah. Australia. So it would be mm-hmm. a lay down kind of version of Soren. I got your beat. I okay. Got your beat. Okay. Hit me. All right. All right. So instead of sitting down. You stand up kind of on this attraction. You also do get to kind of sit down a little bit. Okay. But the important part is there's a rope, like a rope thing that you is right in front of you. Okay. And it's not the only thing, but it's like, <laughs> you know, and you grab it and it's a bungee jumping simulator. Oh, shoot. Fun fact on that. I've gone on a, like a virtual reality bungee jumping simulator before. That sounds nauseating. Nauseating. I've, moving moving around in vr is absolutely nauseating yeah it's at when you go to the space needle in seattle it's part of the ticket so like you ah, no i can't even go up in the space needle oh okay well it's the simulators you jumping off the space needle nope <laughs> and it made me so sick it was ridiculous i wouldn't even get in the elevator to go up yeah well now i wouldn't god you know how many people are in that elevator <laughs> Not my problem. That is honestly not my biggest problem. Even nowadays, that is not my biggest problem. But you would do a simulator in Australia at Disney World. Bungee jumping. Yeah. Yeah, because you would actually presumably be moving up and down a little bit. I feel like I would throw up. It would not be a good motion sickness ride. That's true. Although I I imagine it would be... So like, Flight of Passage, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things that really helps with motion sickness is that you're actually moving. True. And the air. I feel like the reason people get Mm -hmm. so motion sick is that it's not cold enough in the room. That room is really hot. Also, it was known to overheat, at least at the beginning. It caught on fire twice. Yeah. Well, now it's colder. 
Last time I went, it was pretty cold, actually. It's a great ride. It's uh, Is it the best ride in, in the resort? I think so. It's really good. I think so. I mean, as far as favorite best ride, no. But as far as like, well, we haven't rode rides, so. Oh, yes. Rides of the Resistance does exist. Best, okay, yes, fair enough. Best ride that we have personally ridden. Correct. Yes. Okay. Another question on the bungee jumping ride. Would it be like you hold on to so like is bungee jumping a thing in australia is it isn't it an australian thing i don't know i I feel like it's a just insane person thing but like oh but like australia adventure like i could i could see why you you would you know why you would have it well because hear hear me out this is what like i'm picturing in my head when you say that like oh good news good news good news good news land diving of pentecost island is an ancient ritual so it, it, this, okay, maybe it's not Australia. Maybe it's just like the Pacific or, okay. you know, the Pacific Islands. I, I guess uh, Australia doesn't really count in that. Oceania. I'll take it. Area. So I imagine it being like set up in a room much like Soren in the way, okay. the structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking more Flight of Passage, but sure. Oh, yeah, okay. Anyway. Yeah. The same idea. Screen, seats. Mm-hmm. And then each seat has a rope that you can kind of mm-hmm. wiggle. Like, but it's attached mm-hmm. to the ground below you and mm-hmm. the ceiling yeah. above you. That's and why. The ceiling. Yep. That's why I say Soren, just because of the idea of the like box sure. around yeah. you. And then you're an individual sing like swing seat, like Silly Symphony or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, and then you sit in it, so it can like move, but it's like roped to the ground and ceiling also. But it like has more free movement than a normal seat uh, would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you there's like feet holders in front of the rope so you put your feet on the rope in front of the rope so it feels like you're wrapping around the rope even though you don't have to you can but you don't have to and then your seat belted in actually i think it would be a lap bar if it's going to move that much so you're lap barred in i don't know it's not it shouldn't move too much because otherwise you're just doing tower of terror again okay seat belt fine 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 well no i i'll let you do your thing and then the platforms of each seat move yeah and they can move independently yes, of each other. Yes, that's the point. Oh. And since okay, we're in actually, the- I would hate I would hate this ride <laughs> because I hate falling. Right. But that's really cool. <laughs> and since we're in the future. Well, okay, hold on. I have one. I have one problem okay. with them moving independently, though. The video is not going to do that. I'm getting there. Okay. All right. So we're in the future, the future. right? So they can move independently of each other. Because the the screen is moving at the same rate the whole way down, but it'd be the illusion of how fast you're moving based on what you select for the attraction. So you can pick your speed. And so how fast your platform moves and jumps will change how fast the video seems, therefore changing how adventurous your ride is. So what we have just created here is the only possible way you could convince me to go on a frog hop. We also said we weren't going to imagine you're a ride, and yet here we are. <laughs> well, you know what? It's so hard not to do that. It's so hard not so, to. So don't worry, Disney. We figured out the future, the future of, of your restaurants and your shopping and your attractions. Well, I mean, we didn't actually figure out any of those, but we figured out why you shouldn't do the things that we suggested, except for the Australia thing. I do legitimately think that's a good idea. Please do Australia. And while you're adding countries to things, if we could just like put Brazil in the World Showcase so that we could have that cheese bread year round, that would be amazing. Thanks. Also, you're doing a Colombia movie. You could put them in, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Just another country. 
please. Just give us something new that's not more a Epcot. ride. More Epcot. Expand. We don't need the land behind it. Grow. I thought you were going to get rid of one of the countries. <laughs> I mean, if I was going to get rid of we a don't country. Need Canada. Oh, Who needs Canada? I was going to get rid of America because it's weirdly the oddest. Like the Actually, that's a good point. It's the largest pavilion and we are in America. You could put two more. And it's not even very good. It's not a very good pavilion. It's not a good pavilion. Like... The they should have had a mini Disney World in it, or they should have had the like the the model for Disney World. Why is that in Hollywood Studios when it could have been in the Pavilion? Because it's Colonial America, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that is your look into the future. the future. Welcome to 2021. We're glad you're or here. Whatever year it is when you're listening to this. Mm, yeah. If hi, how is the future? <laughs> Please tell me it's better. <laughs> Can't be much worse. I hope. Oh goodness. no, you I'm need to knock on wood. That. Just yeah. <laughs> And on that note, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, you can share this episode with your friends. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you should use the emojis for uh, a robot, obviously. If you don't say and also, koala, we're not friends. A koala. <laughs> but in the other order, actually. Koala robot? A koala robot. Oh my god. Showing how excited you are for the Australia animatronics in the attraction along with the video imagine if koalas just like dropped the from queue, the ceiling like, the like they climbed down that vines sounds... oh that would be weird not in the ride in the queue all right okay that's fine yeah and if you want more content from us not like this but like we post on social media so if you want to follow us on there it's at signal 25 podcast on facebook instagram twitter and TikTok. You can find us on all the big ones. And also Facebook. And also Facebook. <laughs> and if you have questions like our dear listener that wrote in tonight, you can DM us on any of those platforms. You can also... Or tweet at us publicly. Yeah, please publicly share us. Um, but you can also email us. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Signal25Podcast at Gmail, right? I think so. I think so. I hope so. I hope so. Because otherwise I'm typing it in wrong. Uh, me too. Um, but... Yeah, so feel free to reach out um, if you want to talk about anything Disney, anything crazy. If you have any questions for us about why we do this, how we do this, or any Disney questions that you think we might be able to answer. Or any fire safety questions. We could probably Google that and get back to you. I do actually know someone who is literally a fire safety inspector. Oh my god. So if you have any fire safety questions, I'll ask ask Kyle. I feel like we should do an episode on fire safety just for the heck of it. But he's also a big Disney fan. I should ask Kyle. You should ask him to be on our podcast. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Well, happy new year, everyone. No matter what year you're listening to this. Uh, I'm Paul. I'm Bree. And this has been Signal 25.